What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert, and today I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on the new Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I checked out some new anime, and I got to speak to some students at UT Arlington College. So let's get to it. Assuming if you got to have an extended weekend for this uh, past Labor Day weekend. Um, overall, you know, for myself, it was pretty solid. Um, and I guess before I get to the whole rigmarole, <laughs> as usual, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been rocking with me for a while, then welcome back. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go do that on whatever streaming service of your preference i should be on everything spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon iHeartRadio, etc if there's somewhere that i'm not at let me know and i'll get there um but yeah make sure you're following the podcast subscribed also make sure you're subscribed to the dad needs to talk youtube channel as well because i got some stuff going on over there that i'll t- touch on in a second and more stuff coming but yeah so um so yeah so overall I had a pretty solid weekend in general you know um got to binge <laughs> on a lot of stuff uh which a lot of it all we get to touch on um as we go throughout the show cuz like I mentioned at the top I got to check out a couple of new anime um, caught up on some manga and lots of other cool stuff, but, um, yeah, so I guess we're, we're just kind of just dive into real quick, um, you know, some, uh, housekeeping and stuff. So in general, in case, in case if you maybe missed it or whatever, I had posted a video for, or a review in general that's both on the Dad Needs to Talk YouTube channel as well as on the podcast uh, feed for 20th Century Boys Perfect Edition Volume 3. Um, and I and here's a slight tease. I went ahead and picked up Volume 4 <laughs> between last podcast and this one. And I pretty much already finished reading it. I pretty much binge read that thing in like a day and a half almost. Um, I, st- I think I had like two chapters left. But um, yeah. Because the, the, the way that third volume ends, I was like, yeah, me me doing this uh, once a month ain't going to cut it. So I'm like, you know what? Need to need to move around the, the, the Danny's talk budget <laughs> and, and, pull, and pull out a few coins to go ahead and get on this one ASAP. Because what happened was I was out and about browsing at the uh, store one night while I had a oh so I had a little bit of time before I went to go see Shang-Chi and which just say up front that's going to be the main topic of this episode so look for the timestamp. I'll talk about that towards the end of the episode but that's going to be the main topic is Shang-Chi but 
uh, while I was waiting, I had a little bit of time to kill before the movie started, so I went to one of my favorite places, Books A Million, and because uh, it's, it's in the same Grapevine Mall, um, you know, it's the theater, my kids' basketball, everything is there. But, um, but yeah, so I'm looking around or whatever, and of course I'm eyeing, I'm longing for volume four, and I was like, let, let me let me just take a peek. It, it won't be that bad. Let, let, let me just take a, a slight little peek. So I open it up. First page of that first chapter. I saw the image and the title Escape. And I was like, dang it. Why did I do this to myself? Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I went back the next day and bought it. Because I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm treating myself. Um, and the reason I treated myself because... I had the awesome, 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 awesome opportunity to speak to some students in a in a class for um, here at a uh, UT Arlington University of Texas Arlington here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. I had a I had the opportunity to speak to their podcasting class, so that was freaking awesome. And I'll, I'll go and say real quick, shouts out to the class. Um, any of y'all that might still be listening, because I know some of y'all have been listening beyond, you know, what, what was the, the assignment for the class. Um, so I definitely want to say shout out to all of y'all. Much love to y'all. It was very awesome getting a chance to meet y'all, to talk to y'all. Um, and I'm still looking forward. Those of y'all that said that y'all would reach out to me and email me, I'm still looking for those emails, still looking for those DMs. I know I know one of y'all um, added me on Twitter and I think maybe Instagram, but, um, you know, there's a couple of y'all specifically that was like, hey, you want to do some stuff? So, um, you know, definitely want to, specifically, uh, Peyton, um, if I'm remembering your name correctly, and hopefully you're listening, uh, you know, I know you do talked about us potentially trying to collaborate and stuff, whatever. Like I mentioned during the class, I'm definitely super down for that. But, you know, just waiting for you to uh, to reach out to me. So just know, you know, I was very serious about, you know, being open to collaboration, to networking, to working with y'all. So, yeah. So anybody from that class, like I said, if y'all have any interest of collaborating with me, wanting me to come you know, be guests on y'all's podcast and stuff, or just have more questions beyond what we covered in the, in the class, hit me up. I am here for y'all, but, um, but yeah, that, that, that was a very awesome experience. Um, one that honestly kind of for, for me came out of nowhere, but it just kind of one of those cases of, you know, like, like I've said before, on this podcast and something that I've you know heard for many years and stuff, whatever, it's like, you never know who is listening. You never know who is watching, you know, those of us that are content creators, whether it be you're a podcaster, a YouTube person, a Twitch streamer, whatever that you're doing, you know, movie reviewer, whoever, you never know who is watching. And so, you know, I'll I'll just say to anybody that like, okay, you might be working on something or whatever, and maybe you're not getting, or or it feels like you're not getting much traction, much attention or whatever, 
keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Because like I said, like moments and opportunities and stuff will come out of nowhere. Because for me, with this thing, the uh, the professor of that class, and, and, and I'm so happy I can finally talk about this now. Because <laughs> I've been sitting on this for like over a month knowing that this was coming up. But I didn't want to fully speak on it before it happened because you know hey life happens things change plans change whatever but now that it's actually happened i can speak on it so um so yeah so so the professor of the class one day he had just out the blue at least out the blue for me just added me on twitter and just tweeted at me like hey you want to come speak to my class (laughs) you know and 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 it was interesting because like because but before he asked me that question, you know, because typically what I do, because, of course, I'm still I'm still a small person in the grand scheme of social media and all this stuff. So majority of the time when somebody new follows me, hey, I'm clicking on your profile. I'm at least just saying, like, oh, who is this person? You know, do we have any mutuals? Like, how how did you find me? And so when I clicked on his profile, it was like, no, no, uh basically nobody in common like there's nobody that he follows that i know and vice versa and then i i did see something about ut arlington in his in his bio but i didn't pay too much attention to it but i saw that he was a dad so i'm like hey you know because i've had other dads follow me on for my podcast or for my youtube channel or whatever just because of the fact that i'm a, that they're a dad also so i'm just like oh okay cool you know a fellow dad family but then when he reached out to me for that opportunity, like, hey, you, do you want, would you be interested in doing this? I'm like, heck yeah, you know, because, because uh, yeah, like I said, for me, it just feels, feels so awesome. Like I said, just knowing that somebody listens, cares that, that what I say has some type of reach, some type of Im- impact to the point of somebody being like, hey, I want you to come and talk to, you know, these next up and coming, you know, podcasters, content creators and stuff like that, you know, which, you know, for me, I take that as just like a like a good sign of like, OK, I need to keep going, keep doing what I'm doing, because it's like it's like I'm I'm a couple weeks away from doing this, from hitting my six month anniversary of doing this. But yet, I've already gotten a chance to like collaborate with so many people. Now I've gotten this opportunity opportunity to do this, and who knows where else, you know, this might take me and stuff. Um, so yeah, so but yeah, like I, said, I just wanted just to give a quick shout out. Just you know, I wanted to just shout out to that class, shout out to the professor for giving me the opportunity, and like I said, just to share with y'all that you once again. You never know who's listening, who's watching, you know, and, and what opportunities and stuff might come your way. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that 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 was that that was what I did on a Friday, Friday morning. And that's what led me to going back and picking up that copy of 20th Century Boys, because it was like it was like, you know what? Today was a big milestone for me um of of getting to do something cool like that and so hey you know what i'm I'm gonna treat myself to this new book i wanted so yeah so yeah so freaking yeah 
super awesome. Um, looking forward to who who knows you know where else that might take me and stuff like that. So um, I, I do I do kind of wish that that I had that session recorded because I think you know I think that would have been cool to kind of like to share out and stuff whatever or to at least have that documented somewhere. But it is what it is. I I I, I will have it stored and recorded in my heart <laughs> and in my mind. Um, but yeah, so shout out to y'all, UT Arlington podcast class. So let's truck right along. Let's just go ahead and just dive into some quick little news updates. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll start with some sad news up front. Um, so earlier today, it was confirmed that uh that actor Michael K. Williams passed away. Now, if that name sounds familiar, he was... So, one of the biggest roles that he is known for is playing the character Omar Little in the TV show The Wire, which I actually just watched for the first time within like the last two years. Um, I freaking love that show. It was super awesome. But, you know, getting to see him in that... Um, and he was also in, uh, I think like, like one of like the most recent things I remember, he was also in, uh, Lovecraft Country. He played, uh, Tig's dad in Lovecraft Country, but he has done many other works and TV shows and movies and stuff across his career. But, but yeah, unfortunately today, you know, they, they found him, um, I believe they. I believe they just found him uh, dead in his New York apartment. So, I, I always sad to hear, you know, the the passing of life. Um, and yeah, man, he was only fifty four too. But you know, much much love, much respect to him, to his family. You know, thoughts, prayers, wishes, all that stuff goes out to them in this time of need. But. Uh, yeah, he he was a fantastic at what he did. And like I said, if you are not familiar with his work, then go check out some of that stuff. Like I said, Lovecraft Country, The Wire, and many other things. But yeah, go go familiarize yourself and yeah, go go pay homage to him. So next up, um, next news thing I want to kind of just touch on briefly is uh, uh, Demon Slayer Season 2. So... We got official confirmation last night, this morning, whenever, that season two is going to be airing full nonstop back to back across fall 2021 into winter 2022. So pretty much from October to would that take us to about April, I believe. So, yeah, so that that, that is very exciting to hear. Um, and speaking of which, I'm, I'm probably... Let me see, well, I still have a couple of weeks, but at some point in the next couple of weeks, or for sure before the end of the, before the end of September, I'll probably be doing a uh, a podcast episode where I kind of go over stuff I'm I'm kind of like looking forward to checking out for the uh, for the fall season because there's a couple of like pretty big things, both new and um and returning that I am very much 
looking forward to. But um, but yeah, I, I think I, I'll definitely kind of be doing something something with that over the coming weeks. But um, but yeah, so Demon Slayer season two going to be starting in, in October, and we're going to get episodes all the way through to uh, to uh, March, April. So very exciting, awesome news to hear. And then that last bit of quick news that I wanted to touch on is just give a heads up of that uh, this Thursday, um, PlayStation is doing an, another showcase event. And so I'm very excited for this because the, the first one of these that they did last summer, that's, you know, that's when we you know when we got the first official look at the PlayStation 5. But that's also when we got like the reveal of the, the, the Demon's souls remake spider-man miles morales video game horizon forbidden west and tons of other stuff uh stray uh solar ash and so much freaking stuff so yeah so just knowing that that's the pedigree that's come before i am super excited to see you know what what else is coming up or, or or what they might have to show off um this week so hopefully hey i'm hoping maybe get to see maybe like a little glimpse at the new god of war or just some some new stuff in general but um but yeah like i said just want to just give a little heads up to heads up to y'all about that um and we'll definitely be kind of touching on next week uh any big new stuff from that i'll be breaking that down on the podcast next episode so yeah so yeah so i think that's going to do it for the new stuff so let's kind of just go and just roll right into what i've been watching for this week for um i guess primarily anime this week <laughs> i'm kind of looking at my list so um well i guess one kind of semi tv show but it is animated but um kind of just just briefly touch on what if episode three and four so episode three of what if was really cool um and, and and i'm just like in general just like really liking just seeing like these alternate alternative takes on what could have been or if this happened and that didn't happen or these two things got switched around and so it was just wild just watching like throughout that whole episode just like the whole uh you know, what if, you no, know, basically there was no Avengers. Yeah, episode three was titled, uh, What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? And yeah, it's pretty much like, just like this, like, back-to-back thing of just like, all the Avengers, you know, as, as, you know, in the normal movies and stuff, whatever, when they were about to get recruited, instead of them getting recruited, something, basically somebody met, was messing around with stuff and was killing them off, so we see freaking... Stark die. We see Hulk get blown to pieces. Um, Thor killed Hawkeye. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I think they got they got Black Widow also. But yeah, that that stuff was just so freaking wild. And then you know coming to find out that it was a uh, what's his name a uh, Hank Pym, kind of doing it as like revenge for something that he misinterpreted. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, so the episode, that episode was wild, and then episode four was a uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, and so that one like like really hits you in the feels because 
I know, you know, we have all definitely, you know, probably, you know, lost someone very close and important to us and just like, okay, like, 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 what if I could have changed things or what if I could have did this different, you know, would that person still be here? And just like him going through this, just this brutal cycle kind of reminds me of like some freaking, uh, Stein's Gate or, um, more recently Tokyo Revengers type of stuff of, you know, him just, you know, him losing the wife, girlfriend, I can't remember what she about, I would just say wife, losing his spouse, um, partner, and him, you know, finding his way, then becoming the, 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 the grandmaster, I can't remember the specific name, whatever, but basically becoming the head, and then getting the time stone and stuff, whatever, and then just finding himself in a state of depression, and then he starts messing around with time, and trying to go back, it's like, okay, you know what, you know, um, instead of me driving, you drive. Okay, well, instead of us going this way to the house, let's go this way to the house. Or, you know what, let's not, let's take a bus. Let's do this, let's do that, let's just stay here. And it's like, no matter what he did, death always found their way to taking her. And then when he finally got to the point where, okay, he figured out some crazy way to save her, he pretty much started <laughs> that that pretty much caused the fabric of space and time to start going haywire and stuff and so i i did enjoy the point where you know where he speaks to the uh to the to the watcher and he's like yo i know you can i know you're seeing this and i know you could probably do something do something the watcher just is like nah bro <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm just here looking you know I don't want no part in this. And so, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Overall, yeah, I'm still loving What If. Um, I don't know what, what the next episode is. Let me see real quick. Eh, never mind. I can't find it. You know what? I I, I, I don't want to know because I, I, I like, that's one thing I like. I've been liking about these is just like, okay, who is going to be the main topic of discussion, you know, this week? So, um, so yeah, so I'll just wait and cross that bridge. <laughs> Um, when, when I get to it, but yeah, what if it's freaking awesome. So next up, let's do, uh, let's see. Uh, so I finally finished, uh, keep your hands off. Izoken um, anime. So all 12 episodes. And once again, want to send a big shout out to the crew over at the Kami house podcast. Um, Ren, Crystal and Bilal much love and shout out to y'all. For doing a watch through of this, so so I know I mentioned this before, but I mentioned it again. So over at the Kami House podcast, they had been watching like two episodes a week for the show, and so th- this was a series that I'm trying to remember. I guess it, it just honestly it just completely went past my radar when it originally was airing last year in 2020. And so, as I've been, you know, doing my manga shopping and stuff since I've been podcasting, every time I go out, the the volumes for this always, you know, always grab my attention. I always kind of just like glance at them or whatever. And then when they were doing the podcast, talking about them or whatever, like, it made me feel like I was missing out on something because, you know, 
I think I think I might have started listening to like part of the discussion of the first episode or something. And then I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. I want to know more. And so I think I think it was maybe like a couple of weeks that went by. And then I was feeling bad because I'm like, man, I'm like, it sucks that I'm skipping like a big chunk of their podcast, you know, just because, you know, I didn't want to hear and get spoiled on this. So I was like, you know what? Them doing two episodes a week is doable for me. So what I did, I ended up catching up to where they were at the time. And then I kind of just followed along from there. And yeah, it was super awesome. So uh, let me just kind of go over this one more time since this is the season one finale. Okay, so just a bit of a refresher just because I know I've talked about this show a little bit. But just because, like I said, this is the, the season finale um, I'm just going to just go over it one more time. So the synopsis for Keep Your Hands Off Fazelkin was, or is, uh, first-year high schooler Midori Asuka loves anime so much. She insists that concept is everything in animation. While she spends her time doodling, doodling endless ideas and settings in her sketchbook, she hasn't taken the first step to creating anime, insisting that she can't do it alone. After Asuka's loving, money-loving best friend, uh, Sayaka Kanamori, notices her genius and drive, and when it becomes clear that their classmate and charismatic fashion model, Subame Mizuzaki, wants to be an animator, the energetic trio start an animation club. Together, the three aim to realize the ultimate world that exists in their minds and come to see the power that fiction and imagination have on their lives and the world around them. So, yeah, yeah, th- this overall, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into it too, too much, whatever, because like I said, I know I've touched on it before, but I just want to just reiterate again, just like how fun, beautiful, how whimsical this show is, because I, I just loved any time where, um, where uh shoot um asuka asakusa and subame where they're just kind of just like talking brainstorming different stuff and their and, and their imagination just starts running wild and then the anime brings their imagination to life and so it it, it just makes everything just seems like so like i said just like so magical and fantastical um but uh but yeah super awesome show um i loved the the anime productions that they did at the uh at the very end of the season and i also really enjoyed just getting to spend time with these characters i liked that we got a chance to kind of like get some more like specific backstory with like subame and kanamori um and and i'm excited to see like where this series goes from here now because because i know that the 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 manga let's see it's only got five volumes out uh let's see yeah and we only have well we only have two volumes here in in english with with the third one coming out in november um but yeah so but i'm curious to see like where things go from there but um but yeah um Keep your hands off off Izokin is one that I highly recommend. Like I say, if you're looking for just like a fun, just 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 a fun time, you know, because uh, it's what like a comedy slice of life. 
is what this falls under. So yeah, so if you like I said, if you're looking for just like a good chill anime to watch that is pretty, that just makes your imagination run wild, then this is one I highly recommend. So let's see. So next up, this is one I definitely kind of just want to just touch on real quick. <laughs> so my Hero Academia anime, uh, I can remember the the episode number. Basically, the most recent episode. Let me just look it up. Okay, so it is a uh, so whichever way you want to look at it, it's uh, season five, episode twenty-two, or episode one hundred and ten for the series overall. But it's titled a uh, Sad Man's Parade. So for me, I just kind of just want to just address something because I feel like, <laughs> and, and and I hate when people do this crap on the internet. But overall, this episode was freaking cool really really cool um because i feel like the 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 stuff with twice was done so well and just like how they were like showcasing like like when he did the sad man's parade and all the clones of himself sort of just like popping up everywhere and they're freaking dancing having a good time partying and stuff whatever i love that that whole part which was like 99% of the episode was so freaking good and cool. What I hate is the part of the internet that, so there, there, there were, there was one image, one still image of Shigaraki that was floating around the internet. Now I, I saw this image before I saw the episode, which y'all know for me, since I already read the manga, I don't care about the, no seeing stuff from the anime. Cause I already know, but I saw I saw this one image going around. And I was like I was like, Ugh, that image does look kind of crappy. But I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'm still gonna watch the episode, you know, and just check it out for myself. But the way the internet was before, so because because I was out. Uh, what was I doing? I was out running errands, doing an oil change, and getting my my exercise on Saturday morning, and. You know, I'm seeing just people, some people with big platforms, just like sharing this image and they admitting themselves of like, okay, because I think, I think somebody, I think, I think somebody you had asked was like, hey, you know, don't know if I'm, if I'm even going to watch this episode or whatever, like, what did y'all think? And then the next tweet I saw from them was that image of like, was like, was like, heck nah, yeah, this is what it is. I am definitely not watching the episode. And so I'm seeing, of course, you know, they're, Twitter feed and stuff, it just feel people like, yeah, this thing was trash and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I'm seeing other people in the anime community just like doing the same thing, just dogging the episode, just based off of that one scene. And, and, and like I said, many of them admitting that they didn't even watch the episode because they saw this one, you know, just this one random uh, still image of Shigaraki looking wonky and was like, nah, I'm not even know anime trash 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 so i get home and i watch the episode and so i'm like oh like i said the twice stuff was freaking cool everything's rocking everything's rolling and so yeah so yes yeah, so i'm just you know just waiting for us to get to this part of the episode of that one image and guess what that moment that that uh image was taken from was literally the second to last thing you see for the episode. So we literally went like 22 minutes 
episode was fine and awesome. That one image was like a couple of seconds on the screen. And then and then we saw somebody else. And then in the episode. So yeah. Like I said, I, I like I said that that you know, like I said, just like people blowing it out of out of proportions. For one, like I said, not even seeing the episode themselves. But two, like I said, like 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 within context, it's like yes, that one shot looks bad, but it's like it's like why do we always gotta focus on the negativity of stuff, you know? It's like it's like nobody it's like it's like it's like I barely saw any conversations about the ninety nine percent of the episode that was honestly pretty good and solid, but instead everybody's talking about this one percent, this literally like two second long scene out of a twenty three minute episode. And so yeah. Come on y'all, come on internet. Let let's do better, you know? Um, like I said, especially if you dogging on something when you have when you didn't even watch the episode, you know. So, but anyway, that's really all I wanted to say. Like I said, the, the sad, sad man's parade was good, was solid, um, and yeah, internet, you need to calm down. <laughs> so, next up, so uh, actually, I'll, I'll touch on this just like super briefly, or whatever, since I didn't really get to make much progress in it or whatever, but. I think next up, I'm going to be starting soon or fully diving into, um, what's that an anime called? Uh, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid. So I watched the first, so I watched the first episode and a half. Um, and <laughs> it, it, it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and honestly, like, like what, what got me to finally start it? Cause it's one that I've been thinking about starting for a long time because I think that first season came out like years ago at this point but um I, mean, I think it's been like a few years ago at this point hold on let me see um come on internet let's see miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid let's see how long ago were you let's see season one so yeah so yeah it was 2017 so four years ago um, season one came out some, so yeah, so yeah, it, it's been kind of like, like I said, been like on my radar for a while, but I just never like really gave it like an honest look. But it, I don't know, but I feel like for like like the last like several months, it's been bubbling up more and more and more. And so the other day, somebody shared a clip from uh, from the last episode in season two that's airing right now, and man visually it looked freaking stunning and so i was like okay and so i asked you know people on twitter i was like yo is you know should should i give it a shot and people were like yo yes 100 percent." so so yeah so I, I finally went ahead and like i said i finally uh watched um uh episode one and like i said i i, I dug it so uh so yeah so like i said i, I don't know if i'm gonna immediately fully dive into it but i We'll see, because like I said, I got some other stuff I need to catch up on that I already have going. So I'm trying to like dive into too many things, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so yeah, so first episode, solid. Gets, you know, hey, I give my thumbs up. I really enjoyed it and looking forward to diving into more of it. So, 
All right, good lord, man. That <laughs> had to pause for a second because man, Vash is on one hundred right now. Like he is, uh, it is, it is, uh, bad time. Everybody, the older one should already be in bed, but Vash, you know, he he he's wanting to play and have fun with his sisters because because uh, the uh, my my three middle kids, my both my daughters and my middle boy. They were gone to their great grandmothers for a couple of days, and so of course, you know, Vash missed them, and so he keeps on trying to run in there and play with them. But it's like, yo, hey, buddy, no, you know, big sissies, they got school in the morning. You know, trying to explain that to a three-year-old, you know, can be tough. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's in a throwing a tantrum or whatever. So had to get him straightened out. So he's watching either Om Nom or Coco Melon or something, or whatever. So who know? Hey, maybe may, maybe someday I'll do a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dad needs to talk. Uh, Omnom. Let's you know. Let's review season five of Omnom. <laughs> but anywho, so let's let's get back on track. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Sunny Boy. So this is another one. Sunny Boy. Th- this show for me has been like so odd to watch. Honestly. Uh. Because, you know, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, like, 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 I've seen like screenshots, uh, cause who was it? Uh, um, the podcast, uh, get in, get in the Mecca. Uh, he was posting screenshots and stuff, whatever, talking about, you know, talking about the series and stuff like that. I think, I think he might've did a YouTube video or he might have one coming up about it. But anywho, like, like some of like the shots and imagery looks very interesting. So, I, I gave it a fair shake. I watched all the episodes that is out so far, which I think is episode, like eight episodes. And just, just being honest, like, I'm not really feeling it. Like, I, I appreciate parts of it because, and I guess, let, let me take a step back if I just continue to ramble and explain to y'all what I'm talking about with Sunny Boy. Okay, so, let me, like I said, take a step back. So, so Sunny Boy, it is... uh produced by madhouse and it is on funimation and i think hulu but um but the synopsis for it is one day during summer vacation a group of 36 boys and girls from the same school find themselves in their school building stranded in a void far away from home over time while trying to get back home they realize they have individual supernatural abilities but also find it difficult to navigate their own interpersonal relationships. So, um, so yeah, so that that's like the general premise of it. And so, there are like, like I said, like, like there are some parts that I find about this show that is like super interesting and fascinating. Like I said, just because like the whole thing of like, okay, like why are they like why did all these students and the school get transported to this other world dimension or whatever, and now some of these students have different abilities and stuff, whatever. And so that part of it is just so fascinating and stuff. And that's like, like the only thing that kind of like really kept me kind of watching was just like, okay, I just want to see like, what are the weird stuff is going to happen? You know, what new powers is going to show up? What new dimension they're going to go to? That was the part that I enjoyed, but I'll say it, it is like a really slow burn in certain parts, you know? And so, and I, and I think that that's why for me, uh, cause it was classified as sci-fi survival, but, um, 
but yeah, and, and I think that's why for me, it just like wasn't fully clicking because honestly, like there was parts like once I got done with the eight episodes, I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad I did it so I can give it like a fair shake. But part of me was also like, man, those two, three hours I just spent, you know, watching those eight episodes. I'm like, man, I could have, you know, been, you know, catching up on a different show or a manga or something or whatever that that I was a little bit more interested in. But like I said, I'm glad I did it because like I said, I wanted to at least like give it a a honest, fair shake. Um, cause I don't know. I, I think, no, I think I probably saw, I probably felt the signs because like, cause honestly, like that first episode, I have little to no memory of, cause I, I think I had tried to watch that first episode when I was like really tired. And so I think I had dozed in and out of that first episode. And then like, I felt my eyes just glazing over with, you know, with, um, with those other couple of, uh, with those other couple of episodes um so yeah it, it was uh yeah it, it like i said it, it, was, it was a tough one for me to kind of muscle through but you know may, maybe you know who knows who you know because I, I don't know how many episodes it's supposed to be you know uh because the way it's going let me see is it gonna be 12 uh, they don't have it listed because uh, like if big if <laughs> If it's going to be 12 episodes, I might be able to chip away at a few more. But who knows, you know, if if I will do that or not. But like I said, I, I gave it an honest, fair shake. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. Okay. And I think that's it for what I've been watching. Um, I, I will just say, hey, shout out to another awesome episode of uh, Fina pirate princess um i'm not really going to talk too much in depth about it or whatever but i just want to say if you're not watching the show check it out um beautiful anime like it's been done in collaboration with uh i think crunchyroll and adult swim so um yeah this was just like another another really solid episode just like more world building and i'm that 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 female well, I'm already talking about it, so <laughs> that that female pirate crew that you know keeps following them around and stuff, whatever. I'm liking the variety of the female characters and their designs, and honestly, I feel like I'm like man, like this cast of characters, they are super ripe for uh, or super prime to be cosplayed because I feel like there'd be like a lot of really awesome cosplays that could be done with. A lot of those characters and stuff so but um but yeah but yeah this this episode they ended up coming to this island i think called uh, orleans where it had like all these like deep underground twisting tunnels and stuff but fina basically she remembers something about like she feels like she's been there before and so she was able to navigate them through these labyrinths and stuff with all these caves and split paths and stuff and they come across this little thing this room where they can insert the little glass slate into and it has like what it looks like coordinates to it well while the rest of the crew is like looking at it trying to figure stuff out fina wanders off and she ends up in this like secret room and you know she sees this like statue or whatever and she recognizes it but of course she gets snatched up by the female pirates and then they basically end up 
you know, taking her hostage um, as well as the coordinates and stuff. Um, and, and they say that they know that this is all leading to El Dorado, which, you know, Fina and, and her crew had no clue, like, okay, like what this was really about. But these female pirates seem to have some inkling, some indication of, you know, other stuff that is going on. So, uh, so yeah, so Fina's been kidnapped and being held hostage with this other crew because they also said that they figure that, you know, that, uh, that she, she is needed at wherever that location is. So, but yeah, like I said, just want to just touch on that briefly. If you're not watching it, go check it out. Fina Pirate Princess. So, let's go ahead and just roll right into some freaking manga. So, uh, let's see. So, I'm, I'm going to kind of start with this, but I'm kind of touch on it lightly because I literally just did like a whole YouTube video <laughs> on this, which I probably would just link in the description for y'all to go watch for more in depth. But I have been continuing my journey to catching up on Mission Yozakura Family. I have gotten up to chapter 50. So that video I just did covers episodes, I mean, from chapters 26 to 50. So remember, we are doing this in the journey to try to catch up in time for chapter 100 and so i think the series is on chapter 96 so we should be on chapter 100 um by the end of this month or the beginning of october um depending on how things go but um but yeah so 50 chapters in i am really enjoying it uh things are really kind of picking up at a pace you know that that i'm glad to see uh just kind of just like, like, so just like touching on like a couple of just quick points on this. But like I said, you want to hear more, go check out that video on my YouTube channel. But I just enjoyed everything from like getting to see the Yazakura families, like, like the grandparents, as well as the dad. Like, right before we get to chapter 50, the dad comes back. We get introduced to this new organization called Topopo that seemingly has some hand to do with. Um, uh, Asano's family dying and stuff, and how it wasn't just a regular car accident or whatever, it was basically like an assassination attempt and stuff. And then, yeah, and just like all the other like wacky characters and moments and stuff that happened in between, or from them infiltrating the death library to the shopping, the family trip shopping to you know, uh, Tayo going for his uh, spy license to. You know, the, all the crazy sh stuff with uh, Michibata and, you know, freaking the, the spy dolphins at the aquarium and the family dog Goliath, learning more about him. But, um, but yeah, but overall, yeah, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it and excited, like I said, to, to continue to kind of dive in and make my way through these chapters. But, um, but yeah, the, the spy family, like I said, oh Lord, not spy family. <laughs> spy family I'll be talking about later. But, um, but yeah, that's Mission Yozakura Family up to Chapter 50. So, let's see. So, next up, let's dive into some Mashal of uh, Mashal of Magic and Muscles, Chapter 76. So, this chapter, let's see, it's titled Mash Bernadette and the Sand Spear Survival. This chapter, just another, I'm just going to go and just say just another just classic Mashal chapter, you know, with him going against, uh, shoot, 
what is this guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, oh, Orter Mado, Madi Mado, Orter. Um, and how like 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 this dude's magic is sand, and so just like crazy, just like seeing, you know, with sand, you know how versatile and stuff it is, because uh, because Masho even mentions that you know about how it makes it impossible to dodge, but he's like you know, uh, but I enjoyed and I always enjoy like how he uses his his brute strength to get past stuff, and so I like this kind of like this little part of the chapter where. You know where they talk about how Mash's physique makes the impossible possible, and basically to where like his punches, he's able to, you know, basically like unleash like explosive force, and so he's able to basically like like repel the sand just by throwing punches in the air. Uh, but yeah, my 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 favorite part of the chapter. <laughs> Was uh, so the the little dwarf dude from last chapter that he got captured, and so uh, Orter is basically telling Mash like, "Yo, just sit there and take it, so you can die, and this little dude won't get killed." And you know the little dude tells Mash, and he's like, "He's like, I'll be fine," and that kind of awoken Mash, and so Mash ends up like he ends up taking like a like a blow directly, but the kicker. So the dude, so Orto sends like like another like really big sand attack at him or whatever, but you know when the sand disappears, he just sees basically just like his robe and his shoes and stuff whatever. And Orto is like is like this doesn't feel right. Something feels off. Like there's this shoe and some blood. And then Mash is up behind Orto, just like clinging onto like like a giant column, talking about special art body substitution jutsu. And we learn, uh, and, and I love how how we get these the characters like explaining stuff from their perspective. And so the the little uh, the little uh, I can't like the little dwarf dude. He's like I saw I saw something I feel I shouldn't have. He said just as Master Orter unleashed his last attack, Mash utilizing an impossible degree of inst- of instantaneous force disrobed himself at superhuman speed the poor robe didn't even feel it happening which is maybe why it was still in human form and so basically mash moved at such speed that he was basically just like basically he basically just like teleported out of his clothes (laughs) and then he gets behind orator and he unleashes a devastating just like just like drop kick like leg kick to the top of his head it reminds me for for any of you old school naruto fans back when we had freaking uh gara versus uh rock lee and that famous scene when you know rock lee is moving fast and then rock lee delivers that that uh that down kick from above to gara that's what mash just did to Orter. He he landed freaking just like this freaking awesome down kick on him. But uh, but yeah, that, yeah. Matt Mashow is just such a fun, awesome series. One that I, that I like truly hope gets uh you know get gets animated someday. But um but yeah. So let, let's move right along to My Hero Academia, 
manga chapter 325. So this chapter, oh, let me see, titled, whoops, uh, The Bonds of One for All. And so pretty much the chapter continues with, um, you know, with Coda and the little, and the, not little, <laughs> the big fox lady, you know, just talking to, um, talking to Deku and just, you know, explain, just expressing like how they feel about him and showing their gratitude for like everything that he's done for them. And it, it was just like, just like really nice and heartwarming. And even the, the one guy with all the stars in his hair, his shirts that I mentioned was from episode from chapter one. Um, even he stood up in front of the crowd and he's like, he's like, instead of freaking out and laying blame every which way, why don't we take a moment to hear these folks out? The boy is not asking to kick his feet, to kick up his feet and stay here forever. Right. But supplies and good help are hard to find on these uh, found out there these days. So if a boy needs a break before the world grinds him down to nothing, this place is his best bet. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And to, you know, to be frank until our world went to hell, I never really realized it myself, but, um, but yeah, so that it, it was just like, just really cool overall, just seeing, you know, all these people that Deku has come in contact with, interacted with, stepping up and speaking to, you know, even, even more of the civilians and stuff, just kind of like, you know, just, just stepping up and just, you know, asking like, you know, um, uh, cause this one guy is like, he's like, there are rumors of a guy with multiple quirks dressed in rags. They say he's either an agent of the villains or maybe a true hero. So tell us, say you get to rest here for now. Will we get back to our old lives eventually? Everyone is in this together. So, and Deku's like, yes, we'll bring it back. And that was just such an awesome and powerful panel. And so, you know, eventually, you know, we get, you know, some of, you know, Hawks, uh, Endeavor and Shoto coming into the arena or coming to the facility as they kind of talk because you know, Endeavor is like, is like, you know, in the end we, you know, basically Endeavor's feeling like nothing's changed or whatever but Hawks is like, is like, is like nah, we have made progress and he's talking, Hawks says, you know, one for all is a network of power that links people's hearts it tied all might to Deku you know, Midoriya and his classmates Uraraka spoke to the citizens who got linked to Midoriya and stuff like that. And so, and then Hawk says, you know, if everyone, if all of us are even a little bit capable of seeing each other united, as united as one, then I see a future where heroes have time to kill. One so bright, we can't help but grin. And we just get these awesome, just like panels of just like, uh, of the students moving through the crowd, Deku and his mom, you know, being brought through the, through the sea of people to make their way inside the building. And, you know, we even have Shoto speak up to Endeavor as a father. We do this together as Endeavor gets a slight flash of, of Dobby. And yeah. And then we end with, uh, with Nezu, speaking with Aizawa and just telling him like like the events of what happened 
And as I was just saying, like, hey, be sure to tell my class president job well done for me. And then we see Azawa has this new like robotic leg. And then Principal Nazu continues asking about, um, you know, uh, Kuragiri. And basically we find out that they have been starting to do more research into finding ways to potentially get these Nomu back to who they were. Or at least like trying to reach their consciousness or something from the people who they were before they were turned into this into these horrible monsters but um and we also kind of get a moment of uh of them talking about their strategy of how to deal with toga which i found very interesting but um but as i was saying you know still keeping up with strategies against toga um we have inferred the limitations of her quirk in terms of quantity of blood ingested and transformation duration accordingly we are only admitting evacuees into ua after keeping them in isolation for long enough um and then azawa just says it's time for payback and then we just see the shot of all might seemingly all might standing outside of the ua facility walking away from it and so i'm very curious like what's going on with that so Real quick, just give a shout out, just bringing in some questions or just comments. Uh, Matt mentions, or he says about this chapter, he says, uh, MHA was so good. Love that panel of everyone coming to Deku's side after finally being convinced to let him rest. And Alzawa, getting that prosthetic has me freaking hyped for his return. Also wondering what's up with All Might at the end. So yeah, 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 that, that, you know, like I just said, uh, yeah, the Aizawa having his, his new leg. Honestly, I can't wait to see, like, his, like, full design, like, once he's back in action. Because, you know, because now he has the, the the one leg, and then he has the eye patch. And so, I know the fans are going to be going extra goo-goo over Aizawa. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I'm very curious about that, and I agree with you, Matt. Very curious to find out, like, okay, like, what's going on with all my, why is he just lurking? outside of the facility and like i said so many that's all might seem like it would be but you never know in this crazy world of this series but um but yeah so that's it for uh for my hero another awesome fun chapter so speaking of fun chapters let's dive into lay one piece one piece manga chapter 1024 titled whoops uh, I think it was what so and so. So pretty much this chapter, the 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 main crux of this chapter honestly was getting a flashback of Yamato in their childhood, and just basically just like just like getting confirmation that okay that yes Yamato has conquered hockey. It's like it's like a lot of people speculated and it seemed. All bit confirmed, but it's like, okay, we straight up get it. It's better where Kaido literally just says, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to say you have Conquer Saki. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, majority of the rest of the chapter was just like just like us, just kind of just like checking in with everybody. Um, all the rest of the straw hats just seeing what everybody's doing. But, yeah, the main crux of it was going back to Kaido versus Yamato as they continue to clash and, and, uh, let me see. What was it? Do, 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 do. 
Yeah, yeah, they're clashing and stuff. And then, you know, uh, Kaido says, or I think, I think, I don't remember who's, I think, I think, I think Yamato says, you have always intended to kill me. And then Kaido says, yes, that's right. This is not a family, this is not a family squabble. If you want to wear the name Odin, you must be ready for war. This isn't a game, Yamato. Um, and then Yamato's like, if, if is it a crime to admire someone I love, Odin? As we get flashbacks of young Yamato chained up in a cave, just screaming, I am Odin, Kozuki Odin. As we learn, you know, like I said, that, that, that Yamato has conquered conquers hockey and yeah so so basically so Yamato gets locked away in this cave with some past samurai and one of them I'm pretty sure was a uh, what's his name uh Shimotsuki uh just because of the way the way he was talking and how you know he was like he's like ah you know just call me just call me so and so uh but it was just like really cool just seeing how these samurai you know, took Yamato, basically took Yamato under their wing, taught Yamato how to read and stuff because Yamato shows him like, hey, I have Odin's journal, but I can't read it. <laughs> I don't know how to read. And so the samurai taught Yamato how to read and stuff, which I thought was very, very awesome. And just kind of that just kind of like leads to Yamato having even more respect for the samurai and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, then we kind of come back to the present day as, you know, Yamato continues saying, you know, there are people who believe in me, people who accept me. Why do you steal my freedom? Why do you steal Wano's freedom? As Kaido says, because life isn't a simple, a series of simple questions with simple answers, you naive child, as they do a thunder bagua clash. And that's where the chapter ends. But, um, but yeah, another awesome chapter. Like I said, I love that we got more backstory and stuff on Yamato and what's going on there. So, yeah. So next up, just very briefly, I'm just going to talk about um, Spy Family Manga Chapter 52. So pretty much the only thing to really say about this chapter is that Yor is awesome. Yor is a badass. She just... Yeah, for, for the whole 27 pages of this chapter, <laughs> she just went in. Just her and the, the old dude, the, the director, them just going in just like straight bru- brutalizing, murdering people. And this, if, if Spy Family ever does get an anime, this scene is going to look so freaking awesome because cause all this killing and blood splattering and stuff is happening amongst fireworks and stuff going on. There's a fireworks show you know, going on on the boat or in the background of this just fight to the death with all these assassins and stuff. And your is just going in. And it, it is funny just watching the old man, the director, you know, just following up, following up behind your trying to clean up the blood, <laughs> you know, just because it's, it's like, okay, Hey, we do have to keep up some type of appearances and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it was overall, yeah, it was just a fun, a, uh, fun chapter to read and stuff so uh but yeah spy family chapter 52 like i said i didn't really have just like i said just too too much to talk about but like i said i just wanted just to give it some love and so let's see last up let's let's end off our manga talk with uh 
with Hunter's Guild Red Hood Manga Chapter 9 The Exam Begins and so yeah so this chapter pretty much was the start of the whole cops and robbers game between everybody and there was so 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 they gave so uh shoot the the instructor and Grimm they give the students like ten minute head start and so a good chunk of the group of the test takers just immediately go running off whatever try to go hide or whatever but there's a core group of the class um that's with Velu that decide to stick around and not run. And so I, f- I found it very interesting because they had, so basically the, the, the conclusion that they came up with was that basically there's no way they can like really outrun, you know, Graham and the, and the, and the, uh, head test person. She was her name. I got to find her name. Debonair. That's right. Debonair. And so, uh, and so Valor then basically, basically comes to the conclusion that, that the only way to do this is to stop them from being able to capture us. And so, oh, let me get to that part. Cause the, cause the, the core group that stated was Valu. Bon- <laughs> it's just funny. Every time I say his name, Bonkers, um, this new character we get introduced to, uh, Miguel Geiger and let me see a couple other ones uh, Nulo Zhao and Portion the Juggler so this core group of characters they you know like I said they, they end up basically doing some stuff to try to stop them in the track so, so I loved this uh, the Nulo dude Cause he has a technique where he swallows up a pill or something or whatever. And he basically can like howl out like gust of wind strong enough to strong enough to stop debonair in her tracks. And so did that. And then portion uses her circus wire to tie them up. And so they try to use that opportunity as a chance to go for their, for their handcuffs and so we kind of get a moment where Valu is explaining the plan. I'm like, you know, I think what we really have to do is is make it so they can't arrest us. Um, as one of the other people is like, is like, you know, I I suspect, I suspect it was added specifically to help us realize the contradiction. A normal game of cops and robbers would never make for a proper test, so they deliberate deliberately added a vulnerability expecting us to find and exploit it if they want us to exploit it you know and then uh and then value says you know if we handle this you know like any other fight you know we've little chance of winning but all of us have reasons why we need to be hunters and then that's what we talk about you know going after the handcuffs and stuff but uh i don't know there was another part where he has said so I want to see there was like another important part. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, this just felt off to me from the start. Um, this is supposed to be a test for us to become hunters, but the requirement to pass is not get caught. Effectively, they say they are saying we are the prey. 
there has to be something else to this exam. So yeah, so that that's the conclusion that you know he came up with, which makes sense because okay, we're taking this test to be hunters, but this part of the test has us being the prey, and it's like ah, that don't sit right with me. So uh, so yeah, so that that I really I just I just loved that this uh, fight competition or whatever is more than just pure brawn and fighting and stuff whatever it's like no there's actually some strategy teamwork collaboration going on of them trying to figure out okay like like what do we need to do to you know to survive to make it out of here and let me see i think matt yeah matt had another comment on this saying you know i finally caught up with the hunters guild too and i am hooked this test is so interesting love that velu is on top of things too really smart moving a uh, really smart move going for the cuffs. Excited to see how this plays out. And yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Um, whoops, sorry. Uh, yeah, very awesome stuff. Very exciting. Like I said, I, I just love that they are kind of thinking outside the box. And like I said, I just like I said, I'm just really enjoying the variety of characters that we're getting. Cause like I said, the dude they can they can uh, uh, shout out Gust of Wind like he did a damn uh, Fushiro Da, <laughs> like he in Skyrim. He's the uh, Dover King <laughs> um, and stuff, but um, but yeah, Hunters Guild Red Hood, another awesome chapter. So I think, yeah, so that brings us to the end of the manga talk. So take a quick little break, then we're gonna come back and we're gonna dive into some freaking Shang Chi talk. So be right back. All right, so let's just dive right into it. So I, you know, I just going to say up front, so. As how I usually handle this stuff, but just to reiterate, up front, I'm going to just kind of give just my general thoughts with no spoilers, and then I will let y'all know when I start speaking specific spoilers or potential spoilers and stuff. But, so yeah, so Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Overall, I freaking, being honest, I freaking, I love the movie. So I am a huge fan of just like Kung Fu and martial arts. And I love anytime, no matter if it's live action, anime, whatever. I love just like a good, just like several minutes long, back and forth, just hand to hand combat stuff. I'm like freaking, uh, like, like, like when freaking, uh, <laughs> When freaking Naruto and Sasuke and Sasuke fight at the end of the series, at the end of Shippuden, and there's that part of the fight where they stop using techniques and jutsus and stuff, and it's just straight, just hand-to-hand combat for a good minute or two. That's what I love. That's that's what I like, and that's what you get in this movie. It's just like a overabundance of just like just crazy action set pieces and action scenes, and I, part of me wishes that this movie had came out or or could have gotten the opportunity to come out in a COVID-free world because of the amount of love, at least the love that I'm showing it, the love from people that I know that have seen it. It's like, man, imagine if if this was a normal Marvel movie release. And it's like, okay, it's like, it's like one of the first times where there's a live action Marvel movie that has a very strong 
Asian cast, but it's like unfortunately it happens to freaking has to release during this time where you know movie theaters are limited or or a lot of people just aren't going out and seeing stuff, you know. So, but but I hope you know I hope that they still will continue to explore and branch out into having more more variety of different races and backgrounds and stuff take the spotlight in these big action movies but um but yeah but overall like like with this movie so I, i'll just go to share a quick story real quick so my my journey to see this movie was <laughs> was riddled with doubt so you know so i got my tickets online or whatever get there and first off <laughs> so my 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 scheme to sneak some water into the theater my my own memory failed me so so my plan was because like cuz honestly most of the time whenever i go to the theater i don't at least like like lately especially like since since i go by myself most of the time I don't really invest in a lot of like candy and snacks and popcorn and stuff, whatever. Um, rare, especially now, you know, with COVID and stuff, whatever. But right now, I really don't. But in general, even before COVID and stuff, I really wasn't. But I always have a little cautious thing where I always try to take something to drink. Just because I, I have a fear <laughs> of the one time I don't take nothing to drink, my mouth will get super dry and I'll freaking end up coughing choking to death something whatever i don't know so i always try to have something to drink so my plan was so i had these like super tiny the, the like the like little like mini bottles of water actually i have one right here the little eight ounce bottles of water i had a big ass pack part of language here at the house and i was like i was like you know what i'll take some with me to work keep them in the fridge all day at work and then hey i have some cold water to take to the theater because i went straight from work to the movies but my memory failed me and it wasn't until i got too far down the highway to where it dawned on me i was like wait robert did you grab those waters out the fridge nope so now those waters have been in the fridge for four days so they'll be nice and cold <laughs> whenever i return to work tomorrow but um but yeah so of course then i had to spend freaking like four or five dollars on a freaking gigantic bottle of water but hey it is what it is but so so i get in the theater or whatever we're all chilling and stuff and basically long story short um and and i had got imax tickets because i was like you know what you know i don't go to see movies too often as is but i'm like you know what i can i'll pay a few extra bucks to see this in freaking imax so we get there whatever you know everybody's chilling everybody's getting ready and stuff whatever but they we kept on having these moments to where like to where like we're there it's like it's like they're trying to play a commercial and we hear it but we don't see nothing on the screen so basically this goes on for like 15 minutes or so and then eventually somebody comes out and is like, hey, we had a problem with the with the IMAX projector, but we think we got it fixed. Give us another 15 minutes or so and we should be good to go. Everybody's like, yeah, cool. All right, cool. Another 15 minutes pass by and same thing. We hear an audio, but no picture. And they keep on doing this thing where, like, where they dim the lights, then bring them back up, dim the lights, bring them back up. And so they come out again. They're like, well, unfortunately, our IMAX thing is, is messed up. So... The plan was basically either, either you know, you can go just get a full refund and, you know, and, uh, and you know, try to come another day or 
they had already prepared another another uh, theater down the hall for us to just still go see the movie or whatever. And so, you know, so it's you know, just saying, like, okay, do you want a refund? Do you want to do this, do that, or whatever? Man, tell me why this is the first time in a long time where it felt like a bunch of kids doing something because, you know, in the last in the last theater, you know, we had assigned seats because people had paid for tickets beforehand. So I had me a nice seat at the very top row, dead in the middle of the theater. So I'm at the very top, dead in the middle. Cool. So now it's free game because we're moving to a whole new theater or whatever. And, you know, it's configured different and all this stuff, whatever. So now people are like, oh, I had a crappy seat in this last one. Let me go get an awesome seat in this new one. So people are running down the hall like little kids and stuff. It was wild. But anyway, so I ended up going still watching. And yeah, so back on point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, one thing I'll say is like this movie had... It, it it had like way more humor than I expected, and 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 that that's a like that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, honestly, I I feel like from from pretty close from pretty close to the beginning of the movie, there was some stuff that made me laugh. And then there was like moments that just made me laugh like the whole way through because I I really loved the 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 friendship between Shang and then the uh, what's her character's name uh um or the actress name is Aquafina but um but I don't know what's her name in Shang Chi uh shoot come on. Shang-Chi cast. Uh, Katie. Yeah, so yeah, so between uh Shang and Katie, I, I really love just like just like their dynamic and stuff and how you know she was always there, like, hey, she's his ride or die homie. Like they, they both working as valet people at this hotel and you know all this stuff, but I, I love just like their friendship and stuff throughout the whole movie. Like I said, there are like some super dope action scenes that I'll get to specifically later. But there were some of them that were just like super cool. Like like the very first one, the ones in the, all the trailers were like the bus one was super cool. And then some, lots of other ones, like I said, I'll get into in a second. But um, but yeah, but yeah, overall, like it was, it was just like so freaking good. Um, I want to see, let me see. I think I can. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can pull in some of these uh, listener comments, whatever. Cause they're, they're spoiler free, so um, so from from the uh, homie over at uh, Hobbies of a Man, go check out his YouTube channel. He said Shang Chi is basically a battle shonen, but MCU, and it's great. I agree with that. <laughs> I really enjoyed it and think it's actually quite a good movie on its own. It did follow the standard MCU style, but it had a lot of heart and good character development. With that family dynamic that was so central to the story, I'm excited to see more of him. And let me see who. Let me see. Um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's comments is pretty spoiler free too. So Matt says, "Shang Chi." Shang. Uh, Lord, I'm tongue tied. Shang Chi was a surprise for me. I expected to be entertained watching it, but I was just blown away by the end. That thing in the water near the end being the main reason, lol. 
The fights were so good. The soundtrack was fire. I agree. Great comedy, acting, ten out of ten for me personally. Yes, yeah, the yeah, the the the, the music was super dope. The a lot of the like visuals and stuff um was super cool to see. Um, for especially for like for, like certain locations and stuff that they went to it was like really cool to see the different like just just like the different style and artwork, whatever. And, and of course, like I know I mentioned before, but like but like this watching this movie just like makes me that much more eager to finally dive back into Ghost of Tsushima because there were like certain fights there was that took place in like these like very beautiful and scenic locations with these like these like like you know ground covered in leaves and stuff like 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 from like some some of like the big moments and boss fights in the Ghost of Tsushima video game. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, overall, yeah, it was freaking awesome movie. Like I said, just like super dope. Um, and I think this is where I'm gonna kind of trans transition a little bit into a little bit of spoilers. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap up, wrap it up, whatever. Not gonna just drag on too, too long. But so speaking specifically, so, and like I said, once again, spoilers for the movie, including post credits, all that stuff. And three, two, one, spoiler talk. Let's go. So, I really enjoyed, like, when they get into, like, like the background of Shang-Chi and his family, like, how he had this little sister that he grew up with who, who you know, she grew up for many years feeling like he abandoned her because he was supposed to be going on this, on this assassination mission, but he just, you know, ended up just disappearing and never coming back for her. And she waited and waited for, you know, weeks, months, years before she realized, okay, he's not coming back. And she became this cold person herself. But I like how by the end of the movie, you know, they kind of somewhat worked things out and became, start to like rebuild their relationship and stuff. I, man, just, just watching how he uses, like how the father was using those freaking the freaking rings <laughs> that ish was so freaking cool um it's, man especially like that one scene where they went to assassinate the dude and then he just like did like that one attack on the the guy that was on the floor he's like hey i don't know where the boss is and he's like all right ka-chunk. and like the the like the ring just like blasted just like smashed the dude's head into the ground um but yeah, that stuff was cool i i loved the fight between the 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 mom and the dad like when they first met and he just getting his butt handed to him as she's just like misdirecting all his attacks and stuff. Um, uh, oh, the other fight scene I wanted to talk about was, uh, or this just like give, or actually a couple of canal more, they're all flooded into my head right now. One of them was like the, the scaffolding where they're like going down the scaffolding on the side of the building or whatever. That fight was super cool. I enjoyed the, uh, the fight between Shang and his sister when they first meet at the end of that underground fight club thing. Um, I enjoyed seeing, uh, shoot, what's his name from Dr. Strange's show? Uh, hold on. Show more. Where is he at? Hold on. Wong. That's right, Wong from Doctor Strange. It was cool seeing him 
show up in that in that fight arena, but then like seeing him show up like more again later, um, was just like just like super dope of just like hey like yes all this I I just love when like everything just like super interconnected and intertwined, and that brings me to freaking uh, Trevor. I love that they freaking brought him back in because honestly it was a while before I realized who he was, and the fact that like like they actually you know built upon from Iron Man 3 where he was quote unquote the Mandalorian but we know he's just a figurehead and they kind of find out that the true like Mandalorian so to speak was uh, Shang's dad because he's been around for a thousand over a thousand years and across time he was known as known by many names you know one of which was the Mandalorian and he even talks about how there was this guy where they used this guy to pretend to be him and try to overthrow governments and stuff and they kind of found out that that trevor is being held captive in the house as <laughs> basically like like a court jester but it was just cool just like seeing him get involved with shang and katie them on their journey and then seeing uh the the moment where during the big fight where where shang i mean where uh trevor is laying on the ground pretending to be dead and stuff and uh yeah th- th- this was just like super awesome and one one thing I, I like i liked about the movie was just like them just kind of just like touching on just basically how basically how sometimes in grief can cloud our judgments with stuff and you know just seeing how the dad was just you know how you know how he he had been going for thousands for over a thousand years doing this stuff whatever and he finally found love, started a family, gave up the rings. But as soon as he started getting comfortable, you know, then his wife gets killed. And then he takes up the rings again and just starts you know, on this path again. And then, you know, that leads him to breaking the gate and stuff, whatever. And unleashing that giant demon thing. But, uh, but yeah, that stuff was just, like, so freaking cool. Um, like I said, I, I, I love, like I said, the, uh, the relationship between Shang and Katie I, I love like at the beginning of the movie where they're both like arguing over like like who's gonna drive the car that one car and then like her starting to see like like this other side of him during the bus fight and yeah it, it was just so freaking cool and then when they finally go to this other to the other realm where their mother came from and seeing all these different like fantastical creatures like the the old freaking uh, <laughs> uh, freaking uh, Alolan, Vulpix and Ninetales in the movie and stuff, um, but yeah, overall, yeah, the movie was just so freaking good, so freaking fun. Um, at the very end, I loved where Shang and Katie are talking to the couple, like their friend couple, whatever they're talking about at the beginning of the movie that was looking down on them. Because, like, okay, like, like okay, like, they're adults, but they're still, you know, just working valet or whatever, goofing off. And now at the end of the movie, they're talking about this, the message is, like, recounting the story, like, going to this other dimension, saving the world, fighting dragons and demons and yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, okay, I know I might, the, the one friend was like, I know I might have been harsh to you, but y'all ain't got a BS us or whatever. And then a little freaking Wong opens up the portal behind them. And it's like, hey, are you Shane? I need you to come with me and you too, Katie. 
and they disappear or whatever and then that's when they kind of have that meeting with uh hulk and captain marvel i love that um you know just just once again just like the world's connecting and the threads connecting how you know they're all kind of like looking over the rings and trying to figure out okay like what are these things whatever it's like you know it's like there's no record of these things or whatever like they've seen like they've been around for a long time but you know nobody recognizes them and stuff and uh yeah and then like at the at the post post credit scene the last one seeing the sister basically is like rebuilding the the army and just like reshaping the facility her house that they grew up in um was yeah just just like super cool but um yeah i don't think i don't think i have like too much else to really say about the movie like i said it was just like so freaking awesome um and of course like with like what matt had coming on like go like the whole scene with the freaking dragon thing in the water was super dope and yeah just just that whole like final fight of how you know shane got control of all the rings and stuff in the moment where his dad was getting his life force sucked out of him and he gave shane the rings and stuff um it, it was brutal in some parts like seeing just like people just straight up getting murked just like up literally snatching your soul you know now you're just the empty husk of a body laying on the ground type of stuff which is like wild to see but um but yeah but overall i i just yeah super dope movie super cool um yeah, I don't think I don't really have like no complaints or nothing. Like I, I definitely I cannot wait to see these characters again, but probably won't be for like <laughs> who knows how long, you know, just being honest. Um, but I, I hope to see them, you know, within the next handful of years at least. Um, cause yeah, I feel like they did such a freaking fantastic job. So yeah, so shouts out to y'all. Tiny applause. So I'm bust my mic. <laughs> but um but yeah, and if if somehow you listened to this whole thing, and you know didn't care about spoiler, you still haven't seen Shang Chun, Shang Chi, go see the movie. It is freaking awesome. Um, or you know if if you're not comfortable going to the theaters right now, like I know a lot of y'all aren't, um, at least hey when it hits Disney Plus, watch that sucker, and go see it or watch it. But all right, so let's round out the show. Alright, and that's going to do it for another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. As always, thank you for listening. Um, make sure to go to dadneedstotalk.com, where that is the central hub for everything that I do. And, yeah, you can find me on pretty much everything underneath Dad Needs to Talk or Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. Like I said, if you are not already, make sure to follow, subscribe, all that stuff on whatever podcast streaming platform you prefer as well as to the daddy to talk youtube channel be very awesome very appreciated you know follow me on all the socials twitter instagram etc and yeah like i said um go check out some of my manga reviews and stuff that's up on my youtube channel as well as in the podcast feed for the most part and if you enjoy the show please go over to itunes as well as yeah, Apple Podcasts as well as a or Podchaser, whichever one, and leave your boy a review. You know, if, if you're enjoying the show, you know, leave a review. Let others know that you are enjoying the show, that you're enjoying what I do here at Danny's Talk. It would be greatly appreciated and help us to continue to 
further heights. Um, like I said at the top of the show, once again, a very heartfelt thank you to the professor as well as the class at UT Arlington for allowing me the opportunity to come and speak to y'all about podcasting. And like I said, once again, those of y'all that wanted to reach out to me, hit me up. Like I said, my email is dnttpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on any of my socials or just go to the website and you can hit me up from there as well. But um, yeah, can't wait to work with y'all, collaborate with y'all more in the future. So yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do it for this week. Um, it's been a very long and weird weekend, but hey, we continue to push forward. Um, you know, some, some things happened that I could have allowed to deter me from my path, but I will continue to march forward because I believe in what I am doing here and the work that I'm doing here and, and what I am building here. And I will continue to move forward, you know, un, unmoved, unchanged in that. And so, um, anywho, yeah, <laughs> slight tension there, but anywho, let me, let me let y'all go. Um, as always, like I said, just take care of yourselves, you know, both mentally, emotionally, physically, treat yourself to something nice, you know, self-care is very important, mental health is very important, and yeah, go buy some manga, watch some anime, live your life, and I'll catch y'all in the next one, y'all be easy, bye, and peace.